What up, what up, what up? The Real Coach JB getting after another Tuesday. Talk that talk Tuesday. Thanks for joining me on Minutes Monday yesterday from the studio. We're back and cracking right here live uh, on this Talk That Talk Tuesday. Brought to you by betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-B. Gets you 50% off all bets. On a welcome bonus, you got NBA tonight, you got hockey, and then you got the NFL playoffs this weekend. A full slate on Sunday. Head on over to CandidateCBD.com. Use the promo code COACHJB. Get you 20% off. Make sure you head on over there and get that done today. Um, and if you want a bar built like the one I have, go on over to Kionis Builds on Instagram. Q-U-I-N-O-E-Z-B-U-I-L-D-S. Kionis Builds on Instagram. If you want to see a bar like you see in my new cigar studio and lounge, Check out Kionis Builds on IG, the best bar builder in the business. Um, can't wait to get to it, man. We got a lot to discuss here today. I'm going to talk about Joe Burrow, why he's the NFL's QB1, along with Tom Brady going off on his podcast. Why Andy Reid carries Patrick Mahomes and not the other way around. Steve Kim will join me with break down Josh Allen and Dak Prescott. So much more. Can't wait to see you guys this fine Talk That Talk Tuesday. We got a lot to get after. Can't wait for it. And tonight, last chance cue. Sean Salisbury and I are going to break down some Brock Purdy again. Appreciate you guys pounding that like button. I'll see you on the other side. Quote of the day brought to you by CandidateCBD.com. Promo code CoachJB. Um, why do you stay in prison when the door is so wide open? Quote of the day. Why do you all stay in prison when the door is so wide open? I don't think anyone in here even knows what that fucking means. Do you even know what it means? Why do you guys stay in prison? prison when the door is so wide open i can use that in a million different ways right fucking now can you can you shitty marriage why you're staying why you're at staying in prison shitty homeboys shitty friends shitty family why do you stay in prison the fucking door is open and if it ain't open at night it opens in the morning get the fuck out Dude, I don't understand that shit. You guys don't want to listen. You want to just hear. You want to hear. You want to hear. Um, trying to keep it real. Trying to keep it real. Uh, get your ass out of fucking prison. Contrary to belief. Brought to you by betonline.ag. Use the promo code believe, B-L-E-A-V. Uh, your mind will always believe what you feed it. Truth, lies, love, hate, bullshit, laughter. Your brain will always fucking take what you feed it. 
I'm telling you guys, a lot of you guys are so fucking mentally weak, you can't grasp it. You just can't grasp the fact that, uh, hold on, my bad. Um, you cannot grasp the fact that what you tell it is 99.9% what it's going to do. It's going to do what you tell it to do. Make a right, makes a right. Make a left, make a left. You're soft as pussy, you're soft. <laughs> I mean, period. That's what it is. It's going to tell it what you feed it, just so you know. When writing the story of your life, don't let anyone else hold the pen, contrary to belief. I don't understand half you guys. You guys you guys literally let someone else hold the pen when writing your life story. Blows my mind. How do you let someone else write, hold the pen to your damn life story? I've never seen nothing crazier. Never seen nothing crazier. When writing the story of your life, quit letting someone else hold the pen. Be the person you want to have in your life. Let that one sink in, contrary to belief. Be the person you want to have in your life. Let that sink in. And you know what? Better ah shit than ah fuck. <laughs> Put it that way. It's a lot better off saying oh shit than oh fuck. Just remember that, contrary to belief. Uh... Poll question. Poll question. I got a. I got a. I got a poll question. Are the Cowboys better off with Cooper Rush than Dak Prescott? Drop your comments in the section below on the chat live right here on YouTube. Everybody, come on over. Who's watching? Come on over to YouTube. The, are the Cowboys better off with Cooper Rush than Dak Prescott? I believe the Cowboys are in the NFC title game today if Cooper Rush played that game. That's what I believe, period, point blank. We're here on that Talk That Talk Tuesday. Steve Kim will join me later on. We'll see if Matt McChesney can get in here. He's been swamped with snow and training sessions. So uh, drop your comments below. Um, Casey says, no, sir. Uh, looks like everybody else is saying yes. There's a few guys saying no. And listen, I'm just telling you, I didn't say Cooper was the better athlete. I didn't say Cooper Rush was the better talent. All I said is Cooper Rush better fits that team than Dak does. You know why? He don't turn the ball over. Cooper Rush don't turn the ball over. And he's not going to throw those two picks. He's not going to throw a sideline pick six damn near, and he's not going to throw into coverage on a tip drill pick. That's just not what he's going to do. So trying to throw that out there, but you don't want to listen. Um, there's so much to discuss on this Talk That Talk Tuesday, man. You know I'm going to talk and talk back. You know I'm going to talk. So if you guys want to talk, talk. I'm going to talk back. Here on this Talk That Talk Tuesday, I got a lot to break down here. Uh, I want to show you what we look like today in America. This is what we look like, okay? Look at that picture right there. Let that picture sink in to what we look like. Now, tell me, what is the what is this? What is this? This is rich, powerful folks. Dress like whatever. Who knows what the hell they're wearing? What are they wearing? 
you guys can't see, you guys got to come on over to YouTube Live. But you won't want to miss this. What are they wearing, dog? And I'm going to be honest. This is the, the, the entertainers in the world, the actors, actresses, the actors, the rappers, the singers. This is what we have in America. Now, I want you to take a deeper look at this, all right? This is all fun and games, whatever they're wearing, whatever the hell they are wearing, right? But this is who you guys look up to. This is who you look up to, people. I don't understand why you don't understand. This is who your kids are looking up to. <laughs> like, why, why are you mad? That's the problem. I, you know, I despise it, but it doesn't matter. See, I'm not letting somebody that I know or work with or my babies or whoever look up to these people. That is what you guys are allowing every single day. Your kids are on your phones, on your Instagram. This is what they see, and they end up looking up to these folks. And then the same folks go do dumb shit like this. Now look at this. Stop for the real cool. And they're just lightly cast cut. And I promise you, I'm going to have a couple. And somebody will just have to cut. So, this is the people you look up to. You look up to them. And then you do dumb stuff like this. What is this? What is this? What is this? Why? Why? Are, what is this? For tweets and clicks and re-like or likes and retweets. That's all that is. And and this video will have five million views. That dumbass video will have five million views. Like, come on, dog. Like, at least, at least, at least. Let's be honest. At least show Erica Badu. I'd rather look up to that. Erica Badu and her, and her daughter, Puma, show off a picture, apparently, on their booties. Now, look, I love Erica Badu. Erica Badu's always been a favorite of mine. She's always been fine to me because of her voice, number one. I think she's, she could sing. Number two, you know, later on in life, everyone found out she had booty, right? Well, now she got a daughter, fully grown, damn near. I believe she's still a teenager. And, you know, like Friday, mama got ass too. Well, I don't know if that's the picture I'm taking, though. But that's what we do. This is what we are now. And I, I got to be honest. I don't know if you know this. My boy, Braden Fajoko, it was on... Uh, was blasting this female out. He's a D tackle for the for the LA Chargers. He's been on the show. He's gonna come on the show this week again. And this girl, she goes by Latina Baddie. All right, her name's Jessica. All right. By the way, she's a Twitter Blue member. That means she paid for Twitter Blue check mark. Okay, 
We're going to be clear here. So listen, when I see you have a Twitter blue check mark, I already know what it is. I already know you're a follower. You need a blue check mark to go to sleep at night. I woke up with a blue check mark one day. I just woke up with it. I didn't care about it. I didn't know about it. You are paying for it. I already know who you are. There's this girl that does this viral workout video. Of, she's doing hip thrusters, kind of like this guy, um, kind of like this. This girl's doing them, and she's filming it from ahead. And if you guys hadn't seen this video that uh, Braden and I go in on, I don't know if you've seen it. on. It was on Twitter. Since the girl has deleted it because it became too controversial, apparently, she couldn't handle the heat. She liked the attention at first. When all the girls started protecting her, but then the girls found out she's full of crap. So this girl named uh, Jessica, a.k.a. Latina Batty. Let me see. I think I got a picture of her. Here we go. Mrs. Claus looks, Miss Claus looked, but make it Latina Batty edition. So this is who she is, all right? She bought a check mark. So she does a video. She does a video. And... She does a video, and she's mad at a guy behind her looking at her, all right? And he, she's calling him a creep and a predator and a weirdo. I can't come to a gym, and I can't work out without guys looking at me. Listen, dog, listen. I got to be honest with you. Females, please listen. Does a workout video doing hip thrusters damn near naked in a gym with a guy watching you Seems to me more that the cat was worried about the bar getting off your thigh and the weight that was on you. It didn't look like it was a creepy cat to me. Now, listen, I understand dudes are creeps. I get it. But it looked like you were pretty thirsty. And I got to be honest. I, I'm going to be real. You can't stop the creepy weirdo guys looking at you. Put on some sweats. But why, JB? Why we can't wear something like this? Well, you, you can wear whatever you want, but let me break down why. If a dude walks in the gym in gray biker shorts and tank top and gray spandex and his dick is showing, you guys are staring too. It's human nature. But if you're going to be thirsty, don't be mad at the starving men that look bad. My boy Braden Falco blasted her, and then I had to chime in, and then I found this picture on Twitter somebody sent me, and it tells me a lot. Twitter blue means you're fake. We already know. You have to be verified to sleep at night. Let's just be honest. So we already know who you are. Now she took down the video that had over 5 million views, and now she's acting like, by the way, she acts like she's a dime piece. She acts like she's a dime piece. She's like... She looks like a little kid, dog. She's like, come on. You have no body. You don't even have any body. And you're showing off what? And you want clout and thirst. You're thirsty. How many girls do I see like this every day posting videos of working out? Come on, man. I'm so tired of the workout videos, ladies. Please. And if, dude, guys, if you guys are posting workout videos, you have a serious problem. I'm not going to be honest. You have a legitimate, serious problem. You're thirstier than the girls. 
And let's listen. I know there's some creepy weirdo cats out there. But don't be naked in the gym. <laughs> like, dog, it's real simple. Don't be naked in the gym and be so thirsty. I'm just telling you. But look, Erica Badu posting booty shots with her daughter. So, you know, this is what it is. This is what it is. I'm trying to give you both sides of the deal. Um, it is what it is. But, you know, come on, man. It's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It really is. She is. She was. She was really. She really was basic. Um, can't believe that. It's crazy. KU loses again in men's hoop. Tom Brady goes ham with Jim Gray uh, on a podcast. I don't know if you guys saw this, but let me take a listen. Since you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> you're scratching. It's only the question scratching. that everybody wants to hear. You're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, you said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already fucking done it. Okay, I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> you're scratching. It's I only the question scratchy. that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. I appreciate you asking. Um, he always ends with like a nice, I appreciate you asking. It is, Jim Gray's been that way his whole life. Those two do a podcast together with Larry Fitzgerald, apparently. I don't know how that thing hooked up. And you really rarely, rarely hear about the podcast. It's on Sirius XM. Um, Sirius XM. Um, like, don't you meet and talk about what you're going to ask me before we do a show? We are partners. We do a show together. Aren't we going to sit there and say, hey, Jim, what are you going to ask me today? Hey, man, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, we're just going to talk football about the playoffs, who's left in it. All right, cool. Or do you think they just ad lib it and go out there and Jim Gray goes, hey, what are you going to do, Tom? None of your fucking business, Jim. And he's all mad. Like, come on, man. Sounds like it's set up to me. See, people don't look too, they don't look through it deep enough. They don't really look through it deep enough. So it looks set up to me because I would think they were going to talk about what the topics were. That's just how I look at it. So I don't know. Um, Aretha Franklin, man, love her to death. I don't know if you've seen this, but Aretha Franklin song natural woman is being deemed offensive to the trans world all right outrageous activist demand song removed from spotify and apple this song's like 50 years old this song's like 50 years old and now we're demanding it be taken off spotify and apple i'm just gonna be honest dog if this is the way we are headed in this society which it looks like we are um, I don't want no part of it. I'm just being honest, dog. Like, when are you people with the voice, the majority, going to speak up and say enough is enough? I don't care about these LGBTQ. I don't care about whatever, wherever you're from. If you are pushing a narrative of cancel every single thing, I mean, these people tried to cancel John Wayne from 70 years ago because he said something in a movie, dog. Come on, man. Now you're trying to cancel Aretha Franklin's song that's been take that's been in the in the air for 50 years. 
Like, what do you all do? Do you have a group chat and you say, oh, look at this. We got Aretha Franklin 50 years ago. Let's get her. Like, I'm confused on how so many people in the minority, because I still believe you're in the minority. Cancel culture is minority, but the majority stays silent. So the minority will control the narrative. And unless the majority starts to speak up, then the minority is going to continue to run this shit. Dog, you're going to allow cancellation of comedians, certain foods, certain, like, dog, we don't even have Aunt Jemima pancake syrup no more. That's my favorite syrup. Come on, man. We don't even have Aunt Jemima no more. I'm just going to be honest. And I can't wait to get into that later on. Uh, Lakers make a trade for Hashimura from Washington. Is that enough to make the Lakers a playoff team? Hell no. What is he going to do? Another big body guy? Are they going to trade AD? I don't know. We're going to find out. Um, I got to show you a series of videos that is going to show you why we're so soft. All right. I'm going to show you a series of videos that are going to show you why we're so soft. It's going to start, first of all, with Draymond Green in asking for fans to be removed from the arena. All right. You've seen this clip, I'm sure. The youngsters are Grayson Allen Jamal. Like, I don't know if you've seen this clip. Um, Draymond basically asking for dudes to be removed. He's pointing at guys. Let's get him removed. They are heckling me. I can't handle it. Let's get him out of here. Even though they paid, but as Shannon Sharp says, if I don't care if you pay, don't talk to the players. <laughs> well, how well did that work out for Shannon Sharp and uh, Dylan Brooks the other day? So we now want hecklers who used to be, by the way, he was on the road. He was in Milwaukee on the road facing an opposing team that you may or may not see in the NBA Finals. And now we can't heckle on the road. We can't. So there's no home. There's no home court advantage anymore. So you're telling our fans don't say nothing to the opposing team. See, my generation, we used to thrive on it. We used to want it. See, you telling Larry Bird to you don't think Larry Bird was going to just light your team up and talk to the crowd. Kobe, A.I., you don't think cats used to love that shit? Now we can't talk to the now the crowd can't speak to the players. You can't heckle them. You can't put shit behind the behind the goalpost, behind the shooting free throws. Come on, man, what are we doing? This is what we've become. This is professional sports. You are one of one. You are elite athletes. 
both mentally and physically, right? <laughs> no. Mentally, we know you're soft as baby shit, right? But come on, man. Come on, man. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Draymond wanted him out. So listen, let's let's fast forward a little bit. I want to show you, continue to show you um, how soft we become. All right. So you see Draymond do that and once guy's out. Let's take a look at this Kittle catch that I posted on my Twitter. Let's look at this Kittle catch where Diggs, the brother of Shitbird Diggs, who couldn't go in the locker room after Buffalo lost, which I have a clip of that too. The brother, same family, makes sense. He don't want to blow up Kittle. He don't even want to stick his hand in and break this pass up. He made a business decision to avoid contact at all costs. And you wonder why the Draymond Greens are asking for fans to leave. You wonder why Kid, you wonder why Diggs can't hit the ball with his helmet and make a contact play in a contact sport. But we're soft. We're not soft, though, apparently, to you young generational cats, right? We're not soft, coach. Really? Take a look at it. Stick, then it hits him in the face. <laughs> I mean, is that not a absolute blow-up shot? How about you take your right arm and just punch the ball out? How about that if you're such a scary little punch? Just hit the ball. You can't even hit the ball. A little less. You're going to just let, you're just going to go right by. Like, shut your eyes. You realize he shut his eyes. How is that not a blow-up shot? And, dog, I don't care if it's a penalty. I That is the excuse y'all are using on, on Twitter to me. Coach, it's a penalty. I don't care. Do you want the penalty or do you want the 35-yard completion that leads to a touchdown? I want the penalty, and I want to throw it down and show Kittle, don't bring your ass over the middle. But that's how mentally weak y'all are now. You don't understand by making a statement, putting your hat on the football right there. And Purdy now knows I better not hang out my guy too much anymore. But you didn't teach nobody nothing. All you taught was a new generation how to be soft. So now everybody in America saw that play, and now they know how to be soft because of you, Diggs. But we wonder why. It's it's crazy. But then your brother on the other side of the country wants to talk to the quarterback, who you need more than he needs you, by the way, and you want to talk crap to Josh Allen. Like, makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, 
Kittle was not an eligible receiver. Why? Who's pushing this narrative? Are you? Are you? Are you pushing the uh, the the Hamlin is fake narrative too? Hamlin's not really alive and all this. <laughs> I watched the play over and over. You don't. So you understand. This isn't high school football. This isn't high school football, homie. You don't have to be this far off the ball to show that you're off the ball. You have to be this far off the ball. So the double tight end set on the left, Kittle is eligible. Just so you understand. Kittle's eligible. So miss me with the ineligible stuff. He's eligible. Learn football. If you know football, then you wouldn't make those comments. Stop feeding into the narrative on TikTok that he's ineligible. Get off el- get off TikTok, dog. <laughs> you cats are unbelievable. No, the problem is he was eligible because you know what? It counted and he is eligible, but you don't know football. So you should just stay on TikTok and do your little dance with your skinny jeans because your ass ain't, your ass ain't going to be like, uh, that's what you do in the NFL, by the way. You split hairs. <laughs> you split hairs in the NFL, bro. You line up as close as you possibly can. And guess what? They check with the referee. They check with the referee if you're eligible before the play snapped. Just so you understand, right? God damn. Oh, man. TikTok, you guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start cussing so you guys will cancel me because you're all soft. So all you soft pussies on TikTok, come on over to YouTube. Um, I can't stand TikTok. God damn, TikTok soft. Um, so the dig scenario. Let's get into the digs thing. Let's get into this digs thing. Uh, we got one digs who's a pussy. He won't want to. He don't want to hit nobody. You got the other digs who's a pussy and a coward. He don't want to go to the locker room and see his team after they lost. And then he makes a statement today and says, y'all want me to be okay with losing? Hell nah. No, I want you to be okay with fucking winning, and I want you to be okay with fucking losing the same. Because the last time I checked, you were on the fucking field with those same players. Are you fucking special, motherfucker? Are you different than everybody else out there? There's a reason why you're a shitbird and Minnesota lets you go, motherfucker. Just so we're clear. You could say you demanded a trade from Minnesota all you want. Bottom line is you're a piece of shit. You're the epitome of what the fucking wide receiver rooms look like. A shitbird group and prima donnas who have to have the ball handed to them in a bread basket. And, but then will refuse to block. Then we'll be fucking lazy to go on the point of attack on the backside of a run play and dig out the safety. Then he'll drop a fucking ball. And then you won't go over the middle. And then you want to throw the players under the bus, your own quarterback? Get the fuck out of here. You fucking shitbird motherfuckers. Your family's a bunch of shitbirds, digs. One of them's pussy soft, won't hit the fucking tight end over the middle. The other one's pussy soft and a bitch-made cat. That's what the other one is. Both of you dig brothers can get the fuck lost from all I give a fuck about, you soft pussies. Um, I want to be clear on this Dion video that I shared on my Twitter, all right? 
our philosophy. We're not going to wear slides on campus. We're not going to wear shirtless, uh, sleeveless shirts on campus. You're not going in the room with your pants hanging down to your butt. Why? That's enough. Like, because some of the GAs, some of the support staff on this wall, and even myself, will show up in your classroom just to check. So I want you in the front of that class. And I want you being a leader, a leader, a leader in the front of that class and dress appropriately. Especially if you go in there with our wonderful branded gear on and you're acting a complete idiot in that class. Okay. Okay, so look, I want to be clear. I got a few players there. I got a few buddies there. I'm not going to ever give away any information. But listen, I've been saying this for a while because I know he said some things in Jackson State. I'm not saying that Dion's never heard these things before from another coach or in the profession. Don't wear slides. Sit in the front row. Don't wear our gear and misrepresent. So I made a little funny tweet and said, man, this guy's been watching a famous Netflix show or something. So then a couple of my players commented and was like, yeah, coach, we heard this six years ago, but in a little bit different wording. Making a joke, right? Because I probably was cussing at everybody. So, but in a good, meaningful way. But anyway, listen, I'm not saying I invented the wheel. I didn't say I invented football. I didn't say any of that shit. But I continue to hear every single thing that is so fucking similar to what I said on that show. And let's be honest. Dion just started coaching, homie. Let's just keep it real. Dion just started coaching. Let's let's go back to Dallas, to the high school that apparently he took a bunch of money from and fucked over a bunch of kids. I don't know if that's true or not. That's what the rumor is. But let's go back. He was coaching his son in high school as his first gig. Before that was youth football. The narrative will be if Dion wins, he's the greatest coach since sliced bread. Because he's getting players, he's getting buy-in, and he's hiring good coordinators. You know what that's called? Being a good head coach. So I think Dion can actually do the job, and I think he could do it well. I think he's sincere with his what he spits out. I think he's hired good coaches. I think that he's getting players that Colorado wouldn't normally get. That is what you're supposed to do when you take over a program. But let's make no mistake about it. This motherfucker's not a good coach. He can't fucking coach. I just want to make sure we're clear. And start citing your motherfucking sources, Dion. That's all I'm saying. So that was my point. But I don't want to make sure everyone. Yeah, JB, you reinvented football. I didn't fucking say I invented football, did I? I just wanted to share a little fucking thing. Like, let Dion see this shit. Start paying homage, motherfucker. Saquon Barkley wants more money after being injured. Saquon Barkley wants more money. Turned down a contract extension worth 12 mil a year. He said he wants Christian McCaffrey type of money at 16 mil a year. He wants 16 mil a year. Listen, the running back market is critical. Because NFL running backs don't last very long, right? They don't last very long. NFL's running backs are a dime a dozen. We can find you again. We can find another one of you. And that is what the league knows. When the league found out and smelt the blood in the water, you now have this issue. So 
What I want to say is you just came off an injury where you missed a year, dog. Listen, I get that you should want your money because you probably know your life is very short-lived in this league. You probably have two more years that are probably going to be quality. That's how fast this NFL running back game goes. So I get that you want your money, but now you're going to sacrifice sitting out and getting your money, just like Lamar's doing, over a team that has had a culture change. Dable's built a foundation that is concrete. Your quarterback's gotten better. Your team's going to get better. I guarantee you're going to improve the O-line and get some wide receivers. Now, you're going to jeopardize that because you want more money. I get the money part. I'm telling you, I get it, and I understand. But you just played your first year after missing a year and a half of with injury, and now you're going to sit out and demand more money. Dog. That's the problem, and that's why it won't be fixed. This is a player-driven league, and like Sean Salisbury says, fuck player empowerment. Start playing for what it was. Tom Brady took a pay cut every fucking year to win a Super Bowl. But y'all are worried about MVPs over winning Super Bowls. That's just what it is. That's real shit. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just being honest. I don't know. Um... I got to get to the Ed Reed thing. Oh, uh, yeah, that, that's funny as shit, dog. Yeah, I curse. And y'all done heard curse words before. And they got parents in here. You know I don't want to leave. And like I told you, I want all these recruits. But they got some corrupt people in this world, some evil people that don't care about kids like I do. So I want y'all to hear the truth from me. So Ed Reed goes off and tells the kids, all right, another sounds familiar, don't it? I think I'm the guy that did that quite a bit to blast administration. So then Dion gets on a call immediately and calls him in the same office he just did his rant on. I love you, man. You know that, right? Yep. We talked about this. We talked about this. We know the structure. We know the order. We know how it was going to play out. And you've been there fighting. I know what you're feeling. I know what you're going through. You got to understand, Ed, God has a time and a place for you, my brother. And I know your heart. I know everything that's going on inside of you. You know, I know you like a book. And I know how you feel about them kids. And I know you do not want to leave those kids. So I'm praying for you right now, man, because this is going to be the toughest thing you ever had to do in your life. Sometimes, Ed, you got to walk away, my brother. So he gets on. Dion tells him it is what it is. Then they do a thing. Ed Reed comes on with his manager and lawyer, and he goes off about, I turned down Jackson State. Dion called me to take the job. I turned him down to go to Bethune-Cookman, and Bethune-Cookman did me like this. So... Dog, come on, man. We got the bitch-made trolls in here. Um, Listen. This is a real statement. I had a buddy over my house last night, coached for me for years, and then he's coaching D1 football now. He's out here recruiting. He came by, saw the cigar lounge. We smoked a stick. 
had a few drinks, chill. We were talking. See, Dion and Ed Reed do not understand this. They don't understand the part where this is a hard gig and not all gigs are Miami and Florida State. See, when you come into playing as a player and you have a mess hall and a cafeteria and a training staff and a nice whirlpool to get into and you don't see trash all over the Miami Hurricane campus because they have a thousand janitors or Florida State, you become a bit entitled and you become a bit naive. You become naive to the rest of the world and all the HBCUs out there who have trash, who don't have a whirlpool, who don't have a pool to swim in, who doesn't have a thousand janitors, or all the JUCOs in America who have one janitor for the entire campus. And then the coach should be telling the players to pick up the trash on campus because there's not enough eyeballs to monitor or to pick up after your enabled asses. I do not feel sorry for Dion and Ed Reed because they took an HBCU program over that has trash on the floor. And I do not feel sorry for Ed Reed for not getting the job because he didn't agree to whatever, whatever the admin didn't agree to. Listen, you were there for, I don't know how long you were, Trying to do what Dion did, and it was at the wrong time. The HBCU movement was moved by Dion, who's a bit bigger name than Ed Reed, but sorry to say, but it is. It's true. And now the HBCU presidents and admin don't want to see this again. They don't want to go through what Dion did. Dion was a movable object. You couldn't move Dion. He was too big. He was too powerful. So, The best thing for him was to get a job and get out. Now the next set of guys coming up to try to do what Dion did are going to face immovable objects, mountains. And Ed Reed faced that at Bethune-Cookman. And taking the, the approach of blasting it out on social media is the one reason why you're still not coaching there. If you really wanted to coach and change the lives of those kids. But let me put it this way. You would have fucking stayed. That's just my point. Let me put it this way. I don't know if Alan and you guys are in this re in this, in this, uh, in this, uh, in this chat, but let me, let me break something down. I wish that all my players that know me, I wish I would have fucking quit. I wish I would have quit on my kids because they, We had trash all over the fucking place. How about when I got the job at Indy, they didn't have a weight room, a locker room, a training room, an equipment room. Guess what I did? I built it. I built it instead of bitch about it. See, that's the problem with these motherfuckers, man. I like Ed Reed. I like Dion. I like what they do. But... See, the world is only seeing the part where you bitching and moaning about the trash. The real is seeing the part where you just left 100 kids behind after 25 days on the job. See, we're not talking about that. 
And listen, am I knocking him for it? I don't know. I don't know if I'm knocking him, but don't accept the job then. Don't ever even take it. Don't ever go in there. Don't ever go in the job, number one, without a contract. First of all, okay, Ed Reed, you know better than anybody. You played in the NFL. You negotiated contracts. What are you, what are you doing? So why would you take the job without having a job? <laughs> so why did you have to, why did you negotiate this thing? And why would you have done that? It doesn't make sense to me. Take the job, take the job. But you better have a contract in place. So you should have known that. A, so that's not the excuse. B, if you promise those kids that you're going to be their coach, then that's what you own up to. You honor your commitment. You committed to those kids. Then you should fucking coach them. You don't leave after 25 days. Like, you don't leave after 25 days. So there's two parts to it, man. There's a part to it that says, all right, it's easy to leave because he sees trash. Man, I wish I could have quit every fucking job I took that had trash. Or no weight room, or no locker room, or no meeting room. But you know what? Or no jerseys. These cats have been enabled and entitled their entire life because of the campuses they've been on and played on and the NFL luxuries they were accustomed to. They don't understand that these places actually outweigh those places that were nice. These places outweigh the nice places, dog. We need Ed Reed. We need Dion. We need motherfuckers like that with a platform but we need you to stick it out and change the game. Not just bitch about it on social media and then walk out. That don't change nothing. It just shows you're entitled and enabled and you're used to Miami and Florida State facilities. Dog, if you want to change shit, understand the landscape. The landscape is it's worse out there than it is better place. There's worse places than there are better places by tenfold. There's more Bethune-Cookmans out there than Miami's. There's more Jackson State's out there than Florida State's. There's more Compton Colleges out there than fucking UCLA's. So I wish I would have just fucking walked out every time I took a job over at Compton College or San Bernardino Valley College or Shafee College or fucking East L.A. College or fucking Independence College. I wish I could have just said, oh, fuck, this place is a shithole. I'm out. After 30 days on the job and you recruited players to that shitty campus? Makes no sense to me, dog. Makes no sense to me. But it is what it is. It is what it is. Um... Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm just trying to give a narrative that's real, and a lot of you don't understand it. Everyone in here thinks that he should have just left. No. Don't fucking take the job then. Don't tell those kids then that you want to take the job. And don't go and tell those kids you're going to recruit. 
Well, I don't know if they let him go or if he didn't walk away. You know whose fault that is? Ed Reed. You know why? Because Ed Reed walked into a place without a contract. Who fucking takes a job? Do you take a job at Walmart for 25 days on a, on a, on a contingent that you get a contract? Do you take your job and work 25 days on a contingent contract? No, you don't. Fucking 25 days, I might be having to feed my family again. So you know what? Uh, fuck it. Let's roll the dice. <laughs> let's, uh, let's roll the dice. Get the fuck out of here, man. Shannon Sharp apologizes. For what? Why did Shannon Sharp apologize? Interesting events unfolding at the Lakers game Friday. Shannon, I want to turn the floor over to you. I know there's something you want to say. Yes, thanks, Jen. Um, as you probably have heard or have seen Friday night um, at the Lakers game, I want to apologize for my behavior. Um, you know, guys, I've preached for the last six and a half years, responsibility and accountability. And I take full responsibility for what transpired. It does not matter what Dylan Brooks said or how many times he said it. Me being the responsible person, me having the platform that I have and having so many people look up to me, I was wrong. I should have lowered the temperature in the arena. Instead, I turned the temperature up and I let it get out of hand. And I want to apologize to a few people. First of all, I want to apologize to the Lakers organization, Jeannie Buzz, the Buzz family. I apologize for any harm or unwanted attention that I brought to your organization. I want to apologize to the fans that were in attendance and the fans that watched on television, because that's not what you paid for and that's not what you tuned in to watch. Shannon Sharp should have been mentioned as, a, as someone that was at the game, not someone that let his emotions run high and get out of hand during the game. I want to apologize to the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies uh, organization and fans, I am sorry. More specifically, I want to apologize to Dylan Brooks. He is a fierce competitor, and seeing him up close, I get a sense of why he is what he is and how he's wired the way he's wired. Bruh, I apologize. I wish you the best of luck the, uh, the rest of the season and continued success. Ja, it was a privilege and an honor to watch you up close and personal. Skip and I talk about you a lot of times, but to see what you do, the way you're able to elevate, lead the floor, contort your body, and finish at the rim is, is, is unbelievable and, and extremely impressive. And I want to apologize to you. I also want to apologize to my stylist, Hollywood. Bro, you had an impeccable record before you took me on as a client. And I want to apologize for my behavior because you were in attendance. And if I caused any smudge on your resume, I'm deeply sorry for that. I also want to apologize to LeBron James because y'all know how I feel about him. And he supported me through thick and thin. And bro, I'm sorry that I put you in this situation, that you had to support me in something like this. So I want to apologize to you. I want to apologize to my family. I want to apologize to my brother, my sister, my mom, my kids, and my grandson. Because one day you're going to be old enough and you're going to see what transpired in that arena. But I also hope you get an opportunity to see this, this apology that I'm giving. Because I was wrong. And I'm never going to be too big to say I'm sorry. I'm never going to be too big to say that I was wrong. And in that situation, I was absolutely wrong. And last but not least, I want to apologize to you, Turbo. You've been great to me. I appreciate everything that you've done over the last eight, nine months. I want to say I'm sorry. Again, to my Fox family, FS1, guys, I'm sorry for any unwanted attention that I brought your way. And I, ha I hate that you have to answer. No one should have to trend because of something that I did. So I want to apologize to anybody at Fox or FS1 that's had to answer questions on my behalf. What happened to Shannon? Why was Shannon doing this? 
I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm not perfect. I am not. And I'm never going to say that wasn't Shannon Sharp because that was me. That was just me getting out of character. And I'm sorry for all those that saw my actions and took offense to my actions. I am sorry. Let me drink some yak on that one. First of all, you know me and how I feel about apologies. I was on Jason Whitlock yesterday and he asked me what I thought. And I said, I don't, I don't do apologies. Um, I don't know if you guys, honest question. I don't know if any of you have ever heard anyone else say they don't apologize. I'm sure some people think I'm just, oh, you're, you're, you're a narcissist. You're egotistical. You don't apologize. But when I've broken it down, I've been on shows where they said, damn, that's pretty interesting. I never thought of it that way. I said, I know you haven't. You're not fucking very smart. But having said that, um, I should have did that for the poll question. Do you agree or disagree with my apology beliefs and philosophy? Well, Listen, I don't really care if you do or not. I just wanted to get your opinion. But it is my own belief, my own philosophy. And you just watched his apology. You guys can take your own assumptions, make your own narrative out of it, opinions out of it. You don't apologize for shit you do on a daily basis. You don't apologize for shit you've done before. And we just now saw it on TV and you have to apologize to protect your name and likeness or your job at Fox Sports. You don't apologize for those things. You own up to them and you say, this is who I am. I'm a barbershop talker. I have barbershop banter. I talk shit to players, and I expect you to talk shit back, and it's a friendly back and forth. And it may get loud. It may get boisterous. It may get cuss. We may cuss. It's barbershop banter. Does it mean we have to fight or pull a pistol? The point is, why apologize? Like, I'm just confused as to why you apologize. And since we're so ticky-tack and we're so fucking soft, Skip Bayless shouldn't have went into work. He should have played the same game Shine and Sharp played on him. I told Whitlock, at least Skip Bayless didn't apologize. At least he said, I'm not deleting my tweet. At least he owned up to who he is. You got to respect that, dog. I don't give a fuck. I don't like Skip Bayless. I think he's a fucking idiot. But he owned up to what he said, and he said, fuck it. I'm not deleting shit. Dog, I respect that motherfucker much more than I respect Shannon Sharp. Dog, I'm just telling you. We are what we do, not what we say we do. Please stop fucking apologizing for something that you're going to do tomorrow once again. You're going to do it tomorrow. So let me ask you guys, if you guys watch Shannon Sharp's podcast, um, what is it, Shea Room or Shea Shea? I haven't really watched it. I see clips of it here and there. 
T.I. came on his show right after, and they just did a whole fucking show about his fucking Memphis Grizzly Los Angeles Laker tirade. To me, it looks like you're growing your brand and your podcast. And on this side, you're trying to blow up your podcast because you know you're probably going to leave Fox just like Marcellus Wiley and all these other cats are doing. And then on this side, you're having to apologize to Fox because you don't want to get fired just yet. <laughs> like, you can't have both. So we're walking this gray area, toting this line once again. I'm just saying, dog. I'm just throwing it out there, but we don't want to talk about that shit. We don't want to talk about that. It's crazy. It is crazy. Um, I'm just saying, everybody in this podcast world is chasing all kind of unbelievable soft uh, chat. And I'm like, man. Um, um, I don't know, Alan, do they, ESPN, Fox, everybody does, they all control this shit, they all control it, so, who knows, um, we're going to get into some, uh, I'm going to get into Andy Reid, why Andy Reid carries Mahomes, not the other way around. Uh, Andy Reid carries Mahomes. Mahomes don't carry Andy Reid, but we're going to break that down here in a little bit. Um, I just want to show that because I love this picture. I found a lot of people sent me this picture over the weekend and I was like, damn, I think Lucy sent me this picture too. Um, Cause I only, I only accept the pictures and shit from people I know. So once I saw uh, Lucy sent it to me, uh, there's so many cats that were sending it to me and uh, uh, you know, and I'm sitting there like, I think it's hilarious. I think that shit is fucking hilarious. That shit is true though. That's what it is. Um, that's who it is right there. Uh, Andy Reid carries that motherfucker. Um, Matt, what up? What up? Shit, I didn't even know you were in here. I got so many things up on my computer. I just, I was just reading your text. I was like, fuck, Matt ain't coming. Can you hear me? What up? Fucking ain't good. Phone works. Hell yeah. You're at work already, huh? Of course. Oh, yeah, man. We were in here early, 5 a.m. We had, uh, this morning we had Boise State. Oregon, Oregon State, San Diego State, uh, all in this morning to evaluate and meet and go over all the, you know, ins and outs, whatnot. Last Thursday, we had, uh, let's see, last Thursday, we had Washington State, uh, Northern Colorado, Kansas State, the OC, Colin Klein was in here, CU, Coach OB. So, you know, Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Penn is here on Thursday. So you know, they're 
rolling in. Coach Henson from USC is here on Thursday. So we've got a we got a good group of coaches rolling through and and the players are playing their asses off and doing a good job and you know, this is the only place where you get this platform. So if you're willing to wake up in the morning and come get your work in and put your best foot forward, uh, you're going to be viewed by some of the top coaches in the country at some of the top programs. And, you know, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. So I, I don't know anybody else that has that kind of pull and has that kind of opportunity for the kids. So no, that's good. To shit. Um, I had to ask you something. Did you see the uh, the digs, uh, the, the digs that plays for the Cowboys? Did you see his missed tackle on Kittle? I wanted to get your take on this. Uh, I kind of slowed it down. Um, to me, it's just kind of the epitome of what we are. Um, Brandon Brandon Spikes, uh, you remember Brandon Spikes played in the NFL? Uh, oh, yeah, for played Florida. Yeah, he. Uh, we've been talking. He's gonna come on the show. We've been talking. He was like, "Jv." He he, he even said on Twitter when I posted this, he was like, "Jv, I I don't even." I can't even stand with my former NFL brethren. It's so soft. I'm so fucking disgusted with how soft we are. He goes, not only did you, okay, I understand the rules have changed and we've became, and we've created this, 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 this narrative on don't hitting hat to hat and all the shit he's old, but how about Diggs just puts his fucking hand on the ball right there and breaks it up? How about you just hit the ball with your fucking forearm right there? Like how, how can we not just, we can't just stick our hand right there. Like, yeah, he, he's back in the day. I know that much. Well, he's head ducking and he's a corner anyway. And most corners don't like to tackle. Some of them do, but most don't. Um, that could have been a game changing play for Dallas if he would have made it rather than a game changing play for San Francisco. Because, you know, Kittle, you go in and put a, a beat down on him. You're, you're beating up San Francisco's offense. He's their identity. So. You know, he's a, he's a hell of a player, and I, I don't know, maybe Diggs was scared of hitting him. I, I'm not really sure. It's, you know, the Cowboys the Cowboys had every opportunity to win that game the other day. I think that they might be a better team, uh, but they, they did not want any of the smoke. Like, they didn't want any of the physicality as the game yearned on. You know, they didn't use that, or they didn't use Ezekiel at all. He's supposed to be their hammer. You know, I, I'm very confused on why. Do you know why they switched up the offensive line and put McGovern in rather than putting Smith at guard and then putting starting Peters at left tackle? I don't know that after last week's success uh, and the offensive line playing as well as they did, I, I'd love to know why that happened. Like, did somebody get hurt? Did something happen? I missed. Um, but they went, they went Smith, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, whoever plays center. I can't remember his name the Smith rookie from Tulsa and then Jason Peters last week against Tampa and played really well. And then they, they took uh, Smith and put him back at left tackle and put Peters on the bench and then played McGovern at left guard. And they, they got their ass kicked up front in the game. So I, I don't know, man, I, I think, look, the, the game is soft. There's no doubt about that. It's definitely softened up, but this back in the day, there's no way that ball would have been complete wow. because the, the safety would have absolutely decapitated Kittle. Like it would have been, one of those hits where you're like, oh, shit. And honestly, based on what I've seen in the playoffs, the, there's different rules for the playoffs. There's playoff rules and there's regular season rules. So if I'm if I'm the safety right there or the corner, if I'm Diggs, I am trying as hard as I can to dislodge that ball. I'm hitting him as hard as I can. 
And if it's a penalty, then it's a penalty. But I don't think they would have called it. If he would have hit him with his shoulder and just laid into him, I don't think they would have called it. So it's uh, it just goes to show you the two teams. San Francisco is hard-nosed and is out there to kick your ass. And Dallas is finesse and out there to look good. And they looked good losing. Hey, let me ask you something. Everyone's bitching and moaning. That everyone's saying that play is ineligible. The play should have never counted. And I'm like. The I play got, should have never counted while was somebody off the ball or something. They're saying that. I just got the video from the wide. So I got this clip. I want to break it down with you so we can really look at it and clear this up. Yeah, um, I haven't watched the all 22 yet on anybody. So let me, let me, let me, let me, let me delete something. I got too many fucking things up. Um, who the fuck is this right here? Um, all right. All right, here we go. I got the video now. Let's see. Boom, 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 boom. Um, let's break it down for the folks. He's probably telling him. Yeah. So let's get into it. So we got look like a little twelve. Okay. So we got a little twelve. So yeah, they got they yeah. got use check in the game. So it's twelve or twenty-one. Tight end heavy scissor. What they moved deep Debo over, so it's three by You're one. Right. That's this move. type of game. So what's too. the problem? What's, What's the problem? Issue? What's I don't know. I don't know. I have no fucking idea. Why is he ineligible? <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. What's the problem? I don't have no idea. Debo's off the ball, right? Yuschek is off the ball. Yep. Kittle's on the ball, isn't he? Yep. Are they not? Are they saying Kittle's not like enough on the ball or something? He's on the same level as the guard. Who cares? I have no idea, bro. I, I, I'm I'm sitting here lost as to why they think this is ineligible. Oh, so Cowboy fans are the ones bitching. Okay, well, then never mind. They're just complaining. Uh, no, I don't think fucking people really know football, and they just they want to say they do. Everybody well, Ayuk I, I, is on the ball. Kittle's on the ball. Debo's off, and, and Juszczyk is off. What? I'm confused. Matt, I just got ripped on TikTok. I had to shut TikTok off before I cussed out all the 13-year-olds. And I'm like, listen, you don't know football. Shut the fuck up. I don't see why he's ineligible. They take one play. Purdy. A lot of room now. Odin up over well, the he, leaked, he leaks late. He's the, so he leaks late. He's an eligible receiver. He wasn't covered. Right, that's problem. this type of game, too. Boy, he's going to take one play. Are they saying Debo didn't get set? Now. Odin up over the middle. Oh, oh my God. He should have Are you kidding? Right George Kittle. Scared of him. Everyone's scared of 85, bro. 85's big bully. That's fucking crazy. How the fuck? What are they saying that Debo didn't get set? I don't know. He doesn't have to, really. He doesn't have to get set. He doesn't have to do shit. Like, that's my point. Like, just snap the ball. Let's play football. You don't have to get set at all. He can fucking motion all the way out there, and he can fucking trickle back in, and he can come touch the quarterback. He can do a circle around the quarterback and shit. He doesn't have to get set. Good talk. Like, fuck, dude. Like, I don't understand. He can fucking move around all he wants. He can play and jack off the quarterback from the back and do whatever he wants. And then he can well, do a Chicago warrior. backhand style. Like, dog, people don't know football. It's unbelievable. Hey. <laughs> The sound of that, just I don't know. I gotta, I gotta talk to these girls that come over here now. Um, this one, <laughs> that, uh, that sound. <laughs> uh, 
You know what? You shouldn't be able to make Sorry, that. Sorry, man. I'm all hyped up. I'm all popped up on fucking NyQuil. I feel like shit right now. I was sick as fuck yesterday. So anything I say, just blame it on the NyQuil. Hey, so look, there's so much shit going on right now. Tom Brady, he's pissed. You're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, and you said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already fucking done it. Okay? I'm taking it a day at a time. I mean, <laughs> to me, that's a like and click and retweet type of thing. Like, we're, we we already have a production meeting. We already knew what you are going to ask me. Yeah, like, like, isn't it all three of their shows? It's Larry, Tom, and Jim, right? It's their show, yeah. So Tom's not a guest. He's a host, right? Right. So it's fabricated drama? I, I mean, like, how do you not know what the fuck Jim's going to ask me? Jim, right? in the middle of the show, ask me if I'm going to retire, and then I'm going to respond like a total asshole and say, what the fuck, Jim? If I would know, I'd know, fucking Jim. Bah, bah, bah. Hey, Matt, <laughs> let me, let's clarify to the people out here watching. We got 600 people in here this fine morning on this Tuesday. I appreciate everybody. Make sure you follow Matt on everything he does. Uh, Matt. Me yes. and you don't fucking script nothing. We're on here. Yeah, on a, we're so busy doing so much shit. You pop we just get on the fucking can, tube and roll. You, you can, and we're fucking winging this thing. This is not scripted. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't script my radio show with altitude either. That I do damn near every day. I, I, I hate scripted radio, bro. I hate scripted shows. I want it. I want it to be like, hey, how you doing? Hey, how are you? All right, let's fucking go. Like, I, I really want your opinion. I, you want my opinion. I don't want to I don't want to sit here and act like we're on fucking TV where it's like, well, you say one thing and then I may not agree with it or I might agree with it. I don't know. Uh, but I'm just going to take the other side just to have something to argue about. If you see an argument between Coach and I on this show, it's for real. Like, we are actually arguing about something. But that doesn't mean we're mad at each other either. We don't need to go to counseling and, like, you know, every time someone says something mean, we don't need to, we don't need to have like a comfort dog show up at the gym and like hey, have a nice pet session. We don't say shit that's mean. We say shit that's real. real. Uh, and and having said that, I want to piss Matt off now. This is my truth opinion. Here we go. Here we go. Andy Reid carries Mahomes. Mahomes don't carry fucking Andy Reid. Matt, let's get your take on this one. So I look. I'm not going to sit here and act like Andy Reid doesn't carry Patrick a little bit. You're right. He's a great coach. But at the same time, until Andy Reid got Patrick Mahomes, he never won shit. So the only oh, thing no, he was no, – no. Let's go back. Let's go never won it. No, he never won a Super Bowl, Donovan. He went to one. He never won. He went to one. Didn't win. Okay, but let's let's calm down. We're acting like – in the narrative, not you in particular, but the fucking dick-riding Twitter followers, they act like Andy Reid's never fucking went to the playoffs or never won a playoff game or never went to a Super Bowl or never had well, a 3,000-yard passer. Like, it, dog, it, he had fucking A.J. Feely throw for 4,000. He had Michael Vick throw for 4,000. He had Donovan McNabb had two MVP types of seasons going to the NFL. He made, Andy, he made Alex Smith a fucking legitimate guy. Like, come on. Well, look, look, I'm I'm not debating that he's one of the best head coaches that's ever walked. And he's incredible. Andy yeah. Reid, wherever Andy Reid goes, you're winning. And you're winning a lot. And you're winning consistently. I mean, 
look at his time in Philadelphia. Number one, for him to stay in Philadelphia as long as he did, that's crazy because they run people out of there like fucking hotcakes. They ran Doug Peterson out two years after he won a Super Bowl, for God's sakes. So I'm just saying he didn't win a Super Bowl there. That doesn't take away from the fact of how good of a coach he is. But there seems to be, maybe it's just me, but is the evaluation process different for you for coaches? Because quarterbacks who have only won a ring, they haven't done enough in your opinion, but he's only won one Super Bowl and he has as a coach. No, that's what I said. He hasn't done enough. I keep the same thing in my opinion. He's been to two. He's won one. Uh, He's been to three. He's won two. He's been to three. He's won two. So pretty decent. If we look at, if we put it per capita, Belichick's been to how many? Ten, one, seven. Yep. So. I I think he's going back this year too. I mean, look, I, I don't see Kansas City losing to Cincinnati this weekend, but at the same time, just because it happened last year, I just don't see it'll happen again. But I'm telling you, bud, Joe Burrow, like I'd love to hear you've got to be on the Joe Burrow train right now, right? Like you of all, I know you hate all quarterbacks and none, none of them can play, but. <laughs> Joe Burrow's QB one in the NFL. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, he I've been is... this for two years though. Yeah, but, but. Still, like it's hard to get it's hard to get you to say anything good about anybody, which is a good thing. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. As a coach, it's hard for me to give a compliment, dog. It's hard for you to give a compliment. You've got to do a lot of things. If it was so easy, then everybody would do it. Yes. So what Joe Burrow did the other day, and just his fucking swag and like the I mean, he's just He's he's the coolest motherfucker in the game, son. Like he's just got it. He's got the, he's got it. Uh, he he's the, he's like a young Joe Montana in Cincinnati. So Joe Cool is for real. And could he go and just absolutely annihilate the Chiefs again and beat them for a fourth straight time? Fuck yeah, he could. I just have a feeling that Kansas City is is going to end up. I, it, look, I have a feeling it's going to be Kansas City, Philadelphia in the Super Bowl, the Kelsey Bowl. With Jason against Travis, like, you know, I, I just have a feeling that's the, the road we're going down. And, look, I don't think that regardless of what game you get, if you get Cincinnati-Philly, if you get Cincinnati-San Francisco, if you get Kansas City-San Francisco, you get Kansas City-Philly, whatever game you get, the, the Super Bowl is going to be fucking awesome. Like, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. The lead-up to it is going to be crazy. Um you know, the from what I can gather, trying to get a credential for Radio Row this year is like damn near impossible everywhere. So that's good. Uh, I, I just have a feeling that it's going to be a great game, regardless of who shows up. And you know, it's looking at the quarterbacks in the NFL right now. I mean, Joe Burrow is just—I I like a lot of these guys. I like them more than you do, but I, I think that he is—he's slowly but surely taking over that spot. Mahomes is still number one for me out of this group. Uh, you know, but 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 Burrow is, God damn, that kick and play, bro. And he's just, I put myself in a position after playing the way I did for so long, playing defense for as long as I did and rushing the quarterback and being on that side and then playing offense as long as I did and protecting the quarterback and being on that side. As a defensive player, there's nobody worse than playing against one of those cocky-ass quarterbacks that can just shred you whenever he wants and just takes it to you, and you can hit him over and over again. He always gets back up. I mean, he gets sacked more than anybody. 
and hit more than anyone. He always gets back up talking shit. And then as a as a offensive lineman, there's literally nobody better to play for, no one on earth to play for than the guy that has fucking true swag that can go out there and shred anybody whenever he wants. We always are in the game. When he said two weeks ago, when he said the or how long is the championship window? And he said my entire career, I was like, fucking mic drop, bitch. That is the best answer I've ever fucking heard. So I uh I'm so fucking excited for these two championship games. I was pumped for the divisional round. These title games are I mean, they are loaded with fucking talent. I cannot wait. I I I say this because like so I, I fucked around with the Andy Reid pitcher and all that. And I'm, I, you know, me, I, I think Mahomes is gimmicky and I think he's a great talent. He's unbelievable. I understand all that. But Stud. I still think he's uh, he's in the same boat as, uh, well, not in the same boat. I put him slightly above Josh Allen. Obviously, he's beat Josh Allen in the playoffs and he has a super. What, what, what's wrong with Josh right he's now? He's overrated. Like I've been but saying. Is he, is he overrated or is he at being asked to do too much? I think he's overrated, and I, and I, let me be fair. Let me be fair. I they, they don't help him at all. Freak, in the right he's game, probably bro. the freakiest guy in the league, right there with Lamar. Right? He probably is a freak of nature, like Josh. Yeah. Josh oh, dude, it, it, for as big as he is, and as fast as he is, and the way he runs, and he's a fucking animal. Yes, he's unbelievable. Um, I don't know. First of all, let's. I want to clear the narrative on the Buffalo thing because people don't realize Buffalo doesn't have a surrounding great amount of talent around Josh Allen. People are fucking really, that's really. What, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't feel like they on offense is your second wideout. Yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't run the ball well at all. They don't have a premier back. Singletary's a nice third down guy. Cook is okay. And they don't they, run the ball, period. They don't they want don't, to run the ball. Exactly. They don't run the ball. He's like their main rushing threat inside the 10, 15 yard line, which is again, like, you can do that, but eventually he's going to take a shot that he can't recover from, even if he is that fucking big. And def- defensively, like they are, they're good against bad teams, but against good teams, they're not good on defense. Like when they, when they're, when they play against Zach Wilson and they play against fucking, you know, like the, you know, fucking Jacoby Brissett and shit, and like the second, second, third, fourth tier quarterbacks in the AFC and NFC. They kick ass, but when they have to play Mahomes or they have to play fucking Burrow or they have to, you know, they have to play Tua or that shit, they have to play Skylar Thompson, for God's sakes, they're giving up tons of points. So, I mean, they got a Leslie Frazier. I mean, he's got to be on the hot seat as the defensive coordinator up there, you'd think, but they better figure out, look, Buffalo is the land of missed opportunities, bro. They had four straight Super Bowl appearances and didn't get a ring. So, they could easily squander this as well. Like they could go to the playoffs for eight or nine years straight and never make the fucking Super Bowl once just because the other quarterbacks happen to be Mahomes and Burrow. And we're and now and now in the AFC, now they got to deal with Herbert and Lawrence. And if Russell Wilson can never pull his head out of his ass, Russell Wilson, and you know, like Tua's getting better. Like they got all these guys that are on the up. And Let's Allen see what seems, happens in Tennessee, Indianapolis, and exactly. Washington, and and, uh, saying. and see in Houston, and see what guys get, and who gets what, and then we'll see. I, I just I feel like Josh Allen has not like flattened out, and I I I I my opinion is they are asking him to do so much. It's almost like a 
You remember, I know you remember this, but back in the day, the John Elway teams with the three amigos and like Simon Fletcher and Greg Craig, and they had dudes or Dennis Smith and shit. They had guys, but they weren't like you put them against the NFC teams, the Giants and the Niners and the Cowboys, and like they get fucking smashed, right? That's kind of the way I'm looking at Buffalo right now. Like Allen is asked to do everything like John was asked to do back in the day, and they're good. They're good, and they get there. Although he hasn't made a Super Bowl yet, and John made three, they get there, but he, they, he can only get them to a certain level, and then the other teams are just better. And that's how I feel with Buffalo right now. And if they don't figure it out, they're going to squander another Hall of Fame type quarterback. And Josh might not even get to that level if if they're not careful, because it's going to take a lot of winning, in my opinion, to get that done. Let me ask you this though: uh, Sean and I are going to break a little Allen down. We've been breaking him down a little bit. I don't know if they're asking him to do too much or if Josh Allen just strictly ain't doing what he's supposed to do as a It's Probably both. You there? Hmm. Uh, coach? That Earthlink internet got you, bitch. Yo. Bummer. Yeah, so I'm sure Coach is trying to get his internet to work there in good old sunny California. But we're talking about Josh Allen and, you know, the hierarchy of quarterbacks in the AFC. You know, the AFC is extreme. Look, the NFC is young, too. There's just young signal callers everywhere that can fucking play. Talk about it being hard to break in somewhere. You know, it makes what Brock Purdy's done even more impressive, in my opinion, San Francisco being another young rookie, Mr. Irrelevant. And being as good as he is. So, I don't know, man. I think that this entire class of quarterback is really, really good. Uh, regardless, I know Coach doesn't really like any of them, but I like a lot of them. I think they can play. So, I guess we'll see what happens here, huh? I'll let Coach figure this out, and uh, I'll either be back on or I'll see you guys tomorrow. All right? Peace.